Hi, I'm Karen Osborne, and this is Living in the Sandwich Zone, a place where each week we talk all things parenting, caregiving, juggling life, and reclaiming joy. Welcome back to Living in the Sandwich Zone. Today's episode features one of my newfound favorite friends, Ellen Wong. She is just amazing. Ellen is a certified breathwork and quantum journey guide based out of downtown Los Angeles. She is a co-creator of We Are All Daughters, a quantum holistic healing space supporting collective healing through education, energetic therapy, plant medicines, ritual tools, and so, so much more. She is also one of the co-hosts of the Woo New podcast. Ellen and I crossed paths when I was in search of support to do some breath work. And I had been turned on to breath work because I heard and learned that it was a way to help release grief from your system. And so I met with Ellen to do a breath work session and we just we just clicked. She's just a warm and wonderful, wise soul. And really, you know, a mentor of sorts, because one of the things that Ellen has pulled off that I think I am aspiring to do is to take that leap and make the transition from a long time career to doing something new that she's passionate about. In 2018, Ellen made the leap from leaving her high powered corporate career and turned to becoming a guide for breathwork journeying. You will hear Ellen talk about how that happened, but sit tight, you gotta wait for that because that comes in part three of this interview. As we got started, Ellen took some time to share with me how she got ready to have our conversation. And we talked about the importance of honoring ancestors and elders and the concept of family and duty and responsibility. We also touch on her sandwich zone experiences. Growing up, she observed her mom caring for her grandparents. And it's something that, you know, resonated with me because I am keenly aware that my kids are watching me as I care for my parents. I was just curious about her experience and how that impacted her and what reflection she had on that. So we start there and then we move through it all. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the visit I had with Ellen Wong. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to just check to make sure that my mic is, let's see, new. Okay. All right. Now this should be fully working. How are you feeling? I feel good. I'm so happy to share a time with you. I can't even tell you. Same, same. It's delightful. Yeah. I, in fact, I was um, kind of doing my morning routine, like washing my face, getting all that stuff prepped, getting my tea. Um, And then, so I don't do this every day, but sometimes what I'll do is I'll, um, I'll burn incense for the house and like as as like sort of like an offering of gratitude to the house for just containing our love and containing our um you know our 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 family and and nurturing us and stuff and and then i went upstairs to where my ancestral altar is 
And, um, and then I also, you know, lit a couple of sticks of incense for them. And I was just standing there sending my love and my gratitude to my ancestors and my grandparents, my tr- mm-hmm. transition loved ones, mm-hmm. particularly my grandmother on my mm-hmm. mother's side. And I was just asking her to just be here as part of this conversation and just to kind of guide my words and, and, you know, help me to speak from love and like an open heart. And <clears throat> I definitely feel her presence, like her face immediately popped in. And it was so interesting because as I was standing there already, there were like words that were coming to me that were like almost themes of things that we'll probably end up touching on because mm-hmm. it's just going to be organic. But like us, like what duty means and what mm. like duty means in conjunction with like self-love and, you know, responsibility to family, all these things, you know? Well, it's, you know, when we met and breathwork's always been something of interest to me, you know, when I, all through my life, whenever I would do something that required any exertion at all, mm-hmm. I hold my breath. Same. I hold my breath. And in fact, my husband, when we were dating and we'd be moving stuff, you know, something heavy together. And he would always say, Karen, you got to breathe. You got to breathe. <laughs> and I don't think I even realized how much I hold my breath, but especially now in the last couple of years, when things have gotten really, really intense mm-hmm. in terms of stressors and worries and fears, a lot of it came back to me. I was like, I need to do something about this breath thing. And so when I came across you in the support system, doing a breath work workshop, I was like, that's what I need. That's what I need. And it, it, it was such the greatest gift to cross your path. I mean, I just, I just love being with you, talking to you, sharing with you. And it's just, um, yeah, I'm so grateful. I'm so, so grateful and appreciative that you are willing to take this little podcast ride with me because it's all new, baby. I love it. First of all, I love that you feel compelled to do this because not everybody feels and, and is brave enough to put their voices out there and to have these conversations. So already you're, I mean, I'm just, I'm like beyond excited, you know, for just you feeling the call to do this. Cause you, if I could just reflect back to you, I feel like your voice is very resonant and it's very like, you're somebody like when you speak, people listen, like I listen, I'm like, okay, I, I need to like pay attention, (laughs) you know, and it's, it's who you are. It's like, it's not anything you had to it's like not a skill you had to develop. It's just your frequency. It's like who you are. And so there is this very sort of like, I think you're actually a really good container holder, just your energy and who you are and just how you you sense it. It's like this almost kind of like a strong pine tree kind of presence. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. a very immovable and um, like you're just rooted and shit may be like flying all around you, you know, but like, and it you, is. Never, <laughs> you never get that sense because of, you just have this quiet core, you know, and I feel it. Like, I feel it whenever I, I talk to you, even through signal, even through, you know, like text messages and stuff like yeah. that. There's just this like, 
calm. I don't know. It's like well, I definitely, I definitely, I think have become way, way more introspective um, just about life. And I think that the challenges that I've gone through in the last two and a half years, notwithstanding pandemic, but just my family challenges, mm-hmm. that, that has really opened my eyes really widely about what's important to me. What are my priorities? Where do I want to place my attention and my time? And it's interesting. So this whole thing about living in the sandwich zone and the place where I am parenting and raising my kids and taking care of my mom and dad as they age, something really struck me when we did our one-on-one breathwork session. And you shared with me a little bit about your experience as a child watching your mom go through this same sort of thing. So that's, I think, where I want to start is share your experience because I definitely recognize in my own life how my caregiving for my parents absolutely has an effect on my kids. Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's a super positive you know thing that I reflect on like what a joy and gift my kids have had to have such a close relationship with their grandparents and to interact with them so frequently I was really blessed when I had my kids that my mom and dad live a mile and a half away from me and my mom our dear friend Martha was doing housekeeping for my parents and, and she was good enough to agree to care for our kids and you know be the caretaker when I went back to work. And so she did that at my parents' house. So it was this beautiful experience where every day I got to drop my kids off to people that love them as much as I do. Mm. And I've never had to experience that heart pang of depositing your child, um, at least when they were little, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to somewhere where I was really, really worried. I mean, there's another chapter that we'll get to later on about when I did have that experience, but um, yeah, so. I think that when we spoke, I really started to reflect on how watching my mom care for her parents Mm -hmm. has affected me as a mom, as a daughter, just that whole thing that you started with in terms of duty and, and caregiving and love and responsibility, all of that. So let's start there and share with me your experience. So it's so interesting because as you're talking, when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today, my mind immediately went to my mother's mother who had, you know, she ended up developing Alzheimer's and, you know, I think my mom took care of her for about 12 years total. Like she lived with my mom for about 12 years when I was already an adult living in LA. However, as you were talking, I don't know why I even spaced on this, but as a child, my dad's parents lived with us mm-hmm. for long stretches. And in fact, I even had a phone call with my mom this past weekend. 
and I was telling her about my mediumship practice and learning mediumship and connecting with my dad's spirit and how each of my grandparents have shown up. And it's been such a beautiful way to get to know them now as they're like across the veil in spirit and to have them support me as I'm learning this new skill, this new you know way of connecting to the unseen. And she started reminiscing about how like, wow, you're like taking care of your grandparents, like my dad's parents, like was like a full-time job, <laughs> you know? And I had forgotten, I had forgotten that as a kid, you know, like a elementary school age kid, you know, going up into, I would say like, I think they lived with us for five years, maybe five or six years. Both from about what age, what, what age were you? I think I was probably from like seven or eight years old to like 11 or 12, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, because my grandparents moved from Jamaica to California, um, just down the street and around the corner from my parents, probably when I was seven. Okay. And so from seven, and then, you know, we have, we have longevity in our genes. And so Same. <laughs> my grandparents lived well into their nineties. Wow. And so my grandfather passed away when I was in law school. And so, and my grandmother, you know, saw me graduate from law school and practice and all of that and passed away, you know, at about 93. So really for the duration of my life, it was observing this dynamic with my family of really enveloping and caring for, you know, our grandparents. Yeah. And they were so close to you too. Like, I mean, they were they're basically, they were in your immediate family, like, right. you know, right. and you're right. There's something really beautiful about that, that I think as a child, I didn't fully um, appreciate, you know, and these are two people that like, as a kid, you know, American born Chinese growing up in America and, you know, Chinese was my first language, but obviously I quickly learned English having to go to school and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so my grandparents on my dad's side, and actually really, really both sets of grandparents, they only spoke Chinese. And so on my dad's side, their dialect was this, um, they're from Shandong, the Shandong province. And so they have, I always equated to like Chinese with a Southern accent. It's like, you can understand it because it's Mandarin, but there's this like funky accent that like <laughs> words are kind of said in a different kind of way. And so there's a, you know, of the two grandparents, they i understood them more than my mom's side my mom's side my grandmother um she was from hong kong and so she spoke cantonese and there was a mixture of cantonese and taiwanese and and mandarin and so i just i just was like picking out words trying to like context clue it together but having these you know my dad's side these these grandparents living with us you know my my grandmother had her feet bound she mm. would oftentimes show me her you know she would unravel her feet so there's all it's like it wasn't just having my grandparents living with us. It was like having a whole other, very old traditional culture that was there too. You it's know? like living history. Yeah. It's, it's like this portal to history. Totally. And you get so many details that I think, and I, and you know, one of my regrets is that my sister is way better at this than I am, but um, <laughs> about remembering all the details and, you know, really kind of documenting it. Because I think one thing that we miss, and especially, you know, I think 
it's it's somewhat a little bit of taking for granted having these these ancestors, you know, these elders around you. And we enjoy, we tell stories, we, you know, relate, but don't necessarily capture the essence of the details for, you know, almost like historical documentation. Yeah. And, and so I, I haven't been good at that. And I recognize that as people pass away, we just lost an uncle, um, Mm. the Monday before Thanksgiving and, um, or not Thanksgiving, goodness. (laughs) Time is, time is like a blur, right? It's weird. It is so wild. It's so wild. It's like last Monday, but in my head, I'm thinking still, yeah, it's, it's wild. It's all pandemic fog, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think our time, our time is like, it it really is like both, um, how do I say it? It's like the, the linearness of time as we know it is starting to kind of change a little bit. And so some days will feel really, really long. Um, and, and you'll be like, wait a second, it, it was, you know, the typical day, but for some reason it just felt really extended and other days where it feels like everything's truncated, you know? Oh yeah. Um, But I think what you were saying, like it's the storytelling, right? It's Mm -hmm. like the stories are the things that are lost. And I think I don't really believe in regret, but the one thing that I do wish that I had paid more attention to or appreciated more was having that time with my grandparents where, you know, as my grandmother's showing me her bound feet, like asking her, Mm-hmm. Like, how did this feel? Like, what was your experience as a woman living in this time and being forced to have your feet bound at, I think it was like age 11 or 12. I don't know. You know, I mean, her feet were like completely deformed. Like her wow. toes were underneath her, you know, and she shuffled when she walked. Like yeah. that's how she walked. And by that point, you know, she was in her like seventies, eighties. She didn't have any feeling left there. You know, it was all right. completely deformed. And, um, just to understand too, like, cause I think now having gone through my own healing journey and, and still going through it and will go through it for the rest of my life. I I now know that a lot of the wounds that I'm also um, healing from are her wounds and my other grandmother's wounds and just who they were, you know, as women, like growing up in the societies and the cultures that they did. And, you know, I just wish that I could sit down and I guess this is why I'm being called to mediumship, but I feel like I just want to sit down with them and just ask like, what was this like for you? And what did you experience on an emotional level? And, you know, watching my mom go through that too. Like I remember as a little kid, you know, like my grandfather smoked and he insisted on smoking in the house. So we had like a filter put in the, you know, in the, and my mom is like, she's allergic to, she hates smoke. It's like the, like, to her, it's like, oh my God, I have cancer in my house. You know, like I can't have this. And it was a point of contention always between her and my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad really wanted to honor his parents because, you know, they're his parents and we're taught, you know, in, very much in the Asian culture, like the elders are supreme, right? Like you, you always like do everything in deference to the elders. And so he was not about to force his dad to go outside to smoke, you know, instead his wife had to suck it up and deal yeah. with it, you know? Yeah. And that was like the the energy in our household. 
And so she, <laughs> my mom, just this weekend, she was like, I had to cook all these dishes and learn all these dishes for your grandfather because he like wanted, you know, this, you know, pork thing and this meat beefing, beef thing. And it was just like, I think she really was stretched. And, and you know, honestly, this invitation to talk about this, I want to now go back to her and ask her more detailed questions about like, how did you feel during that time? Because I don't think I've ever asked her. It was just something that you had to do. It right. was like an assumed role and you don't question it. You just you do, do it. it. Yeah. Well, you know, one of one of the gifts that is occurring right now for me is that my mom is still here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, both my parents are, like I said, a mile and a half away. So I see them daily, talk to them, talk, sometimes talk to my mom multiple times a day. Um, <laughs> And one thing I think I am aware of now that I wasn't before is how hard Mm. it is, how hard it is. And that stretching that you're talking about, I feel pulled in so, so many directions that it's hard um, energetically to do anything well. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of just doing the best I can Mm-hmm. but with a really, really, really depleted energy tank. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so I look back and I think of my mom and as a kid, I don't think I was aware of how taxing yeah. it is to go between, you know, raising your kids. And there were three of us and taking care of your parents. And just this week alone, just this, this week alone, every single day, except for Monday of this week, my parents have had some sort of medical appointment. Oh, wow. And I'm jockeying that as the kids are going into finals. And, you know, and it's, it's really just, when I look back on my mom's journey, I just think I had no appreciation for how much she was doing and how hard she was working. Mm -hmm. And, and also, emotionally, I know that, you know, there've been times where my kids have been in need, you know, you you have to figure out which is, who do I respond to first? And sometimes I think, okay, the kids are kids. My parents are adults. They've, you know, done their thing. I got to focus on the kids. And then the other times I'm like, the window is closing for my parents. And I want to assure that they have every comfort every, you know, bit of joy and glee in their life before they pass. And so I, it's this tug of war. Wow. Yeah. And, and so it's, um, it's really, yeah, I think that, that I didn't really start to think about it until we did our breath work Mm one-on-one. And I think that I hold a lot of grief over not being able to do something everything well I'm a a perfectionist at heart (laughs) and you know so it's really soul crushing when I'm kind of doing things and and not doing anything very very well um and so that you know that brought me to breath work most recently because Mm -hmm. one of the things that I read was that a lot of grief is stored in the lungs and so I was called to try to start doing some breath work to help emotionally release things.
In our next segment, Ellen and I talk more about how she discovered breathwork and a little bit of the nuts and bolts of why it's so powerful as a healing modality. If you want to find out more about Ellen and all she does, you can follow her on Instagram at tripwithellen, and you can find her website, wearealldaughters.co, to find out more about her journey work, her quantum guiding, and all of the other events and offerings that Ellen has going on. You can find all those links in the show notes for this episode. I'm Karen Osborne. Thanks for listening to this episode of Living in the Sandwich Zone. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, and share it with a friend. If you're an Apple Podcast listener, one of the best ways you can support me is rating and reviewing the podcast there. You can follow me on Instagram at karen.e.osborne, that's O-S-B-O-R-N-E. Or if you want to become an insider, a club sandwich member, click the link in the show notes and join my private Facebook group. Until next time, remember to add yourself to your caregiving list and take a moment today and do something that brings you joy.